everybody, and welcome to Season 3 of Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This podcast is centered around discussions with students from the School of Communications, and we take you inside some of their experiences, opportunities, and aspirations. On today's episode, host Chris Rausch interviews, well, yours truly, Mike Bachman. We discuss my creative process in producing for this show, my general interest in podcasting, and my goal to one day work in NASCAR. David DeRoche is our executive producer and director of community programming at Quinnipiac University. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Rausch, and joining us today is master's student Michael Bachman. Michael is uh, actually the producer of the Uncommon Grounds podcast. So we're starting off season three by kind of giving you a look of what happens behind the scenes uh, with Uncommon Grounds. Michael, welcome to the show. I guess welcome to the other side of the show. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Dean Rausch. I really appreciate you having me on here. Sure. So... Michael, let's let's talk a little bit about first about how the show operates. So I record a show and then I send you the recording. What do you do with that? Right. So I get your recordings as well as the various guests that you have on the show. And I throw that into Adobe Audition and basically just mix and master them together. Basically just going in, uh, adding a little bit of effect to the voices, making them sound a little bit more prominent. Obviously, doing all these Zoom interviews, we haven't been able to utilize our podcast studio space. Uh, so we've been able to make it work. We've been putting out episodes uh, every week, and it's been a great experience so far. I'm glad that we're continuing going forward. And are you going in and cleaning up glitches like when uh, the Zoom connection is bad? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's always fun, but uh, we've been able to make it work. Zoom has also allowed me to take on a little bit of a different nature of how to do a podcast as well, not your typical, uh, you know, just straight audio. So I've been able to kind of use the video in a sense as well and uh, use that and try and craft together the the final episodes. Great. Michael, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about your your personal interest in in what you've done here uh, at Quinnipiac you were really interested in audio production, radio, podcasts. You, you've done a lot of internships with radio and you worked uh, at the student radio organization. How did you get interested in, in audio? Yeah, so one of the main reasons why I wanted to go to any college was because of uh, their radio program and the radio station. So I always wanted to study communications. I was originally very interested in journalism in high school, uh, taking a couple journalism courses came to Quinnipiac as an advertising major, but uh, I immediately got involved with the student-run radio station, WQAQ, met a lot of great people there, point out Emma Spagnolo, Dan Ball, just to name a few that were really great in uh, teaching the younger freshmen, sophomores, and really getting them on the equipment immediately. I remember it was maybe a week or two into the first semester, and I was already running the board, running my own show, trying to figure out, you know, what to do with an hour of time. Uh, So, Being able to host my own radio show and then being able to take it from an internship perspective and learn kind of the ins and outs of radio, because most of my internship experience has been in audio production. So I've always had this goal of mine to make it on air, but being able to learn all of these 
different techniques behind the scenes on how to really make a true radio production, audio production, whatever the case may be, has been very rewarding. And I hope to take, you know, what I've taken behind behind the scenes of radio to hopefully bring it to the forefront. And when you were working at WQAQ, uh, you had your own show? Yes, I had my own show uh, that I hosted for basically my entire undergrad at Quinnipiac. So I originally, for the first couple of years, hosted a music show, just playing straight classic rock and roll, uh, some new school stuff as well. And then I kind of hit this shift uh, at the beginning of my junior year where I had the opportunity to intern in Los Angeles, part of the QUNLA program. I got an internship with Fox Sports Radio. And after that internship, when I came back in November from LA, I was like, I want to just totally flip the script and just go straight into sports now because you know, I was a musician in high school. That's basically all I did throughout high school and never really had much opportunity elsewhere. So coming into college and especially being around such like-minded individuals that were constantly, you know, discussing sports, all my roommates, you know, are big sports guys. So just being around them, I kind of gained much more of an interest, you know, as a casual sports fan to actually, you know, really digging deeper and seeing, you know, all these different things that are happening. So I had this shift where then I started putting out a sports talk radio show for about two hours a day, talking about sports, you know, all across the spectrum, anything from the NFL to, you know, auto racing. So it's been a lot of fun. And WQAQ, if it weren't for that organization, you know, I wouldn't have had any of the opportunity that I feel like I have gotten throughout my years here at Quinnipiac. All right. I need to back up for a minute. Classic rock. Give me, give me like some favorite bands. So the all-time favorite, not necessarily classic, but the Foo Fighters, they are the all-time favorite band. I, I was a drummer for a number of years in high school, and Dave Grohl has just, was just my inspiration and just, you know, an awesome front man for the Foo Fighters there. And I know that they're releasing their, uh, their 25th anniversary in February, so I'm super stoked for that. Have you seen the Rush documentary? I have not, but that's another big one. Neil Peart, man. Yeah. My, my wife is a big Neil Peart and, and Rush fan. Uh, you should watch that documentary. It's really good. I didn't know that he actually wrote most of their lyrics. And, and I think that's, that's pretty unique for a drummer uh, to be the, the lyricist for the band. So I thought that was really cool. Absolutely. Yeah, Neil Peart was huge. How, how did you get the, uh, the internship at QUNLA when you talked about it was Fox Sport Radio? The QUNLA program was uh, another big reason why I decided to come to Quinnipiac, just being able to, uh, you know, intern out in Los Angeles, I, I think is a huge opportunity. If you're someone who's sort of on the fence of, you know, do I want to study abroad or do I have the option of staying in the U.S., whether it's participating in the L.A. program or the D.C. program, you know, that option is great for students that might be on the fence uh, studying abroad. That, too, you know, was a very seamless process from the start, meeting with Lila Carney, and setting up doing resume and cover letter classes and reviews, and also utilizing QUCC as well for possible internship opportunities as well. So that was a great place to look, but I found the internship at Fox Sports Radio uh, basically through myself, but there were a lot of people, as I mentioned, Lila Carney was one of, was a big one in terms of helping out with the resume and the cover letter works, and especially two mock interviews. And just being able to, again, take a, take a semester to, you know, not only study uh, and intern in L.A., but also to kind of immerse yourself in this new environment, kind of see that perspective. This could be life beyond college, in a sense. 
you know, living on your own, being more independent, you know, learning how to budget, especially as well, being out there in Los Angeles. So you take a lot professionally and personally that you can take back to the classroom and also that you can take uh, throughout your years beyond Quinnipiac as well. So it was a really awesome experience and recommended to any student who is looking to uh, gain some extra professional experience. And for the listeners who don't know, Lila Carney is the Director of Career Services for the Quinnipiac School of Communications, and she's always willing to help students uh, with their resumes and to help them find jobs and internships. Michael, how'd you get your other two internships in radio? Yeah, so my first internship came at the summer of the uh, of my first year. So the end of freshman year, I interned with a rock and roll radio station, WDHA, through a mutual connection uh, through WQAQ. Actually, I was able to get that internship. So that was great. Did a lot of promotional work for them uh, in the office. Was able to travel to some uh, events, whether they be you know street fairs, concerts kind of generating a buzz outside playing games with fans and you know doing given giveaways and things like that so that was very good experience as I mentioned Fox Sports Radio in the summer of my junior year and then had the opportunity to intern with Sirius XM in the spring of last year before uh, COVID hit so I was able to complete about half of my internship I was in a sports programming intern for their combat sports network primarily with uh, their channel Sirius XM Fight Nation so that was a whole new world for me, not being a combat sports fan, you know, diving into boxing, MMA and some professional wrestling, you know, definitely was a nice challenge for myself, uh, just not being used to that, uh, used to that type of sport. So that was really good. But there, too, was able to, you know, work on the shows. I was there in the production studio during the live shows, uh, whether it be screening calls or running the soundboard and then doing some post-production work as well creating promos and things like that. So uh, I owe it all to the professors and my colleagues that have helped me gain these internships. And I'm, you know, extremely grateful for being able to do that as an undergrad. Michael, one of the things that I did not know about you uh, that I learned when I started doing research for this episode is that you have a NASCAR podcast called The Shakedown. How did you get interested in NASCAR and, and how did, why did you decide to do that? Yeah, that's like the one oddball that I throw at everybody that nobody <laughs> really knows about me is like, oh, he's a NASCAR fan. Yeah, NASCAR was actually the sport that I grew up watching. Uh, my uncle was a big fan and then my father uh, was a big fan. So that was on every that was on every Sunday as opposed to football, you know, so we were always watching racing every week and I've been watching ever since. And that is, you know, the sport that I that I love. I love love football big fan of PGA as well, but NASCAR is definitely, definitely the cream of the crop for me. So yeah, I was, you know, trying to think of projects to do over the quarantine when, when COVID hit and I decided to take uh, sort of what I've learned and try and implement it in a podcast as well. So, you know, during the mid season of the, of the season last year, decided to put together a podcast where, you know, for about half hour, 45 minutes, I just talk about, you know, what's going on in the news in NASCAR, I do race recaps. I've had the, uh, the pleasure of interviewing a few men and women who are working in the sport, which has been a great experience as well. I and mean, great to talk to them and get some of their input. So I've been taking the time in the off season to try and build it now. Uh, it was kind of a spur of the moment thing uh, that I just you know wanted to put out there. So I've been taking you know this winter break and not being in class to try and build that. And come February 14th, when the Daytona 500 hits, we're going to be hitting the ground running with, with episodes and, uh, uploading them weekly. So 
any NASCAR fans out there looking for the shakedown, we'll be we'll be pumping out episodes every week come February. All right, give me your favorite driver. Favorite driver without question is Jimmy Johnson. He is my favorite athlete of all time. Grew up watching his whole career. Yeah. And uh, tough to see him hanging up after a lackluster end to his career, but seven championships, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I never was able to get into NASCAR, and I don't know why, but I, I grew up in a very odd family where we watched Formula One races. <laughs> so I've, I've always been more of a Formula One fan. That's funny you say that because a lot of my friends and even some, some friends that I met up here, you know, they might not be NASCAR fans, but they're very much into Formula One. And, you know, now that Jimmy Johnson's jumping ship to IndyCar, I got to start watching IndyCar now. And I've been wanting to watch and get into other disciplines of racing for the past few years now. So that's my New Year's resolution is to uh, is to get into other disciplines of racing. Michael, you, you mentioned earlier that you you were an advertising and integrated communications major as an undergrad. How do you feel uh, that major helped you in terms of developing your skills and, and what you want to go into? Yeah, I think it helped out a ton. The classes that I was taking, the nature of the work that we were doing, I think coincides very well with kind of the path that I've taken now, uh, whether it be through branding, whether it be through, uh, you know, just general knowledge of how, you know, word of mouth travels and the proper ways of getting people's attention you know, because I kind of look at it now with, you know, what we're doing and also what I'm trying to do with my podcast personally, you know, it's all about the branding. It's all about what people are, are talking about, you know, what people can, can get from it. I think that I've learned a lot from the branding perspective from my advertising major that, you know, helps out with, with all of that in terms of how to get it out there, who's watching, who's listening and how to best manage that and get their attention. So I might not be doing much with advertising right now. Uh, but that's not to say that, you know, my advertising degree does not help me a ton with what I'm trying to do now, because I've been able to take a lot from the classroom and from what I've been able to do uh, and still put it into my work now. And I still find, you know, even in my, my graduate studies now, I see it a lot as an intera- interactive media and communications uh, graduate student. I basically picked that to coincide with my advertising major to continue the creative uh, strategy behind that. So I've been able to see correlations with that as well. It's been, it's been very helpful and I was very, very happy to go through that program. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we have, uh, some new branding for the uncommon grounds podcast, uh, new logo that was done by some of our advertising and design students in our agency class last semester. So for the start of this, uh, season three, uh, check out our, our kind of rebranding. Michael, give me a dream job 10 years from now. What do you, what do you want to be doing? You know, at this moment, I would say that a dream job for me would be to relocate down to the Charlotte area, whether it be working as a producer for a show down in, in the NASCAR industry, um, whether it be producing for show or working on live, you know, I really, really am looking to work in the, in the NASCAR industry, specifically motorsports. doesn't even have to be NASCAR, just in motorsports. And relocating down to Charlotte would be, would be huge for me uh, at this point. But right now, I would say 10 years from this moment would be working as pit reporter for lower series or continuing working as a producer and possibly taking some opportunities to be able to go on air. Do you know Bonsa Tufa? Yes, I was actually able to connect with Bonsa a couple months ago, actually. Good. Yeah, he's, he's an alum that, that works in the industry. So 
I think he, he could help you with some connections on that. Yeah, absolutely. Seems like a really nice guy. I've been able to talk to him briefly, so uh, we'll Good. definitely keep in touch with him. Good. All right, we are out of time on this episode of Uncommon Grounds. I want to thank Michael Bachman for joining us. Uh, he will be later producing this show, so if you hear any glitches, uh, send your complaints to him. And if you're not aware, we also have a YouTube show called Connect with Chris, uh, where I talk with alumni uh, from the School of Communications here at Quinnipiac, so check that out. Michael, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Dean Roush. I appreciate it. Thank you, Chris Roush, for having me as a guest on the podcast this week. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. A big thank you to Heather Popovics for running our social media pages. And our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. And be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QUPodcasts. If you have a story to share or something that you want us to talk about, you can find us on social media or you can shoot us an email. That address is QUPodcasts at QU.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Jessica Sims and Emily DeSalvo, two student journalists selected the Carnegie Night News 21 initiative. And be sure to stay connected, stay informed, and we'll catch you next week.